apostrophe. I-T-W-I-T. H-T-A-N-N-Y. And J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. Doing it with Danny and Jenny. And that is my workout song, and I, it explains why my body is in such like tight yeah. shape. I mean, of, that's why you're jacked. That's why I'm totally jacked. Because how can you not be? You hear that song, you hear our theme yeah. song by Eli Braden, and I don't know about you, but I just want to fuck shit up. I do. I thought you were just going to say you want to fuck shit. I just want to fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I totally fucked with that song. That's... Oh my god! Yeah, like, it's a little too long for me. I want. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, I'll usually. I get two in usually. You, you finish it. I, I try to finish right at Revolution in podcast. During the fade out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do it a nice slow fade away. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I end sex anyway. In a nice slow fade out. <laughs> you just put and scene and then you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And apologize. <laughs> um, Danny, I'm excited about our guest. You have to really introduce me to him. I'm aware of his like screenwriting work, which I want yeah. to talk to, but you know this guy. A I do. He's actually a coworker. If you will. I, I've heard. Tell me. Yes. Tell me more. Okay. Well, um, maybe you've heard of a little movie called Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, yes. It's like that, that little indie film. Yeah, that little indie film. It was a little film that could, you know, it was really, really. This gentleman co wrote that. He also wrote Book of Eli, not about Eli Braden. No. But Book of Eli. And is the reason that we have this wonderful once a day word game not wordle no wordle is yesterday's news what's the yeah new? It's, it's all about loodle it's all about them dirty words oh man and you know a yeah. lot of them. you must know like five or six i know i mean i felt really good it felt like i finally found my calling you know what i mean yeah. but yeah, no, I danny please and do it at nation please welcome gary witta to the podcast everyone gary. hello thanks for having me thank I'm you for to being be here on. with you both did you, I just, I'm sorry to just jump in, but I want to get to it. So Rogue One, I think you may have, co did, did Chris White's work with you on that? Yeah, my good friend, Craig became very friendly from, uh, from um, us both having uh, written on that movie. He actually came on after me. You know what these big studio movies are like. It's like a, a relay race. You kind of you write until you're exhausted and then you hand the baton on to someone else and then they and they run the next leg and on on and it goes and we had like there were several writers that came and went on rogue one but uh, chris and i were, were two of those who were fortunate enough to end up uh in the final credits for the film yeah he's a, he's a he's a lovely guy actually i love him he's great he's a good friend i worked with him really nice guy yeah so I'll, um so i was like I was excited to talk to you as a result of that. And by the way, like you talking about that writing process, you were happy to make it to the credits at the end. Like a lot of people don't know this when writing oh. something. Like, oh, it's was, a that, I mean, was that I've something been... that you knew? Like, were you like crossing your fingers hoping? I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, it, you guys know as well as I do that it's, it's the credit arbitration process is, can be exhausting, emotionally exhausting. And I've been through it. Uh, on every movie that I've I've worked on, as I suspect most writers, very very rare to be like the you know the, the sole writer on a movie from beginning to end. Yeah. Not just the sole credited writer, but the sole writer. Right? It's so common in this business to be you know replaced, and it's it's a very very strange thing. I think it's it, Hollywood's kind of unique in that regard. The, the analogy I always 
um, users. If you imagine like Stephen King's publisher coming to him after he turns in his latest manuscripts and saying, listen, Stephen, we love the draft, but so uh, we think the third act needs work. So we're going to, we're going to bring in someone else. Like you're laughing because it's absurd. Right. But in right. Hollywood, that is just how yeah. it works. Certainly with star Wars. I mean, I, I yeah. remember telling the director, Gareth Edwards, like my first week there going, there's no way I'm the last writer on this movie. Like they're going to yeah. have other guys, other people come in. Um, and, and so it proved to be the case, but you know, once the dust settled from the arbitration, uh, like I said, I, I don't even know how many writers there were overall, but there were four credited writers in the end, and I was one of them. That's amazing. I mean, I know that process is rough. I've, I've watched, um, I have watched novelists enter this world. Mm -hmm. while, like you talked about Stephen King, and they, like even in the TV world where it's like you're taking notes from executives and you're doing yeah. all that. And it's they, they're like, fuck that. I'm going back to my... <laughs> oh, I mean, what a culture shock it must be. And I started in features and I actually went the other way. I started in features and, and and later on became a novelist. And I remember when I when I turned in my um my first draft of my novel to the editor, and they were like, "Here are my notes." And I was like, "Well, what if I don't want to do some of these notes?" And they were like, "Don't do them." I'm like, "What? You mean I'm not fired if I don't do the notes?" I'm like, "No, you're the boss. You're the writer." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, it actually took me a while to get my head around that idea. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's it's really uh, it's wild. I mean, how did you guys meet? What was the story between you two? Uh, well, through Twitter. So when oh. we had, um, what the, like the, I, when I first heard about Loodle and I had no idea, I just like, you I, were just I, a fan I, of Loodle, I was right? just a fan, but this is such a nod to what, you know, a trash mouth I am. How many people were texting me going, yo, have you not heard of Loodle? This is right <laughs> up your alley, Jenny, this is perfect for you. And actually Dana Goldberg, our guest, our yeah. last guest was the, like the first person to, to text me. And she's like, if you're not jumping all over this, something's, <laughs> something's yeah. wrong. It's so so I, I just tweeted about it just because I enjoyed it so much. It was so funny. I was telling my friends and then I ended up uh, DMing Gary and be like, Hey, I've got some other words. Here's stank. <laughs> I just started throwing five-letter filthy words out. And sure enough, we just became like, hey, would you want to jump on board? And yeah, like, it was quite fortuitous because um, Jenny was started to suggest words at around the same time that we were starting to not run out, but like we had to start yeah. thinking about like the first 50 or 60 you no. know, dirty yeah. five-letter words are not hard to find. But the next 50 and the next 50 after that, you start to... Yeah. You start to think, well, man, like how many, how many really good ones are there? At least ones that people won't complain about. We ended yeah. up with some, we have some very obscure ones, which are all, you know, legitimate. Yeah. You can go find references for them. But a lot of people complain that they haven't heard of some of the words on the Loodle. I'm like, well, congratulations. You learned a new word today, you know? Yeah, you're, um, you're welcome. Stop complaining yeah. about and it. And so at the, at the time that Jenny was uh, started suggesting words, like, oh, you, you actually came along at just the right time because we are starting to kind of, um, uh, upgrade our uh, our lewd lexicon, and uh, Jenny was able to help us out with expanding our our dictionary. Yeah, you know, she was like a crude, crude. I'm trying to go first. A crude thesaurus. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, and that's that's just that's just what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I she, remember. I mean, it's like I think I said uh, I suggested like the word stank first, and you were like, "We don't have that." And I was oh my like, god! How, we, how did we how did we miss that? You know. <laughs> Because originally it was just me and my co-creator Adam, and we were looking, you know, and it was just what we we could come up with. Um, but yeah, just just having an extra set of eyes on it, like having another filthy mind going, oh, you know, here's here's yeah. my personal filth, you know, yeah. library. And and is it seven days a week? Are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. we, so we 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 kicked it off in January, and the origin of it was really, I mean, just very silly. I mean, Wordle was blowing up, you know, back yeah. then, as you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like I said, my co-creator Adam and I were just kind of, everyone was playing it and, 
um, we were we were kind of joking about or how we were annoyed that you know it wouldn't accept certain rude words because right. you know yeah you know we're we're all, we're all eight years. I remember the very first dictionary I ever had. Like when you're a kid, the first dictionary you get, what do you do? You look up rude words. You look up right. fart and you know, yeah. penis. Or, you want to see um, what's in there. <laughs> and so you know, with Wordle, like you know, you wanted to put some of those words in, and it wouldn't accept them. And and so from that came the idea. Well, what if we tried to do a version of the game that only accepted? Yeah. rude words and wouldn't accept non-rude ones like what is the what does the dark mirror of yeah. wordle look like and we started to as it turns out um throwing something like i'm i'm, I'm kind of the but, but the division of labor on loodle was basically me saying as, as the co-creator of loodle i said why don't we do dirty wordle and then adam basically went away and built the app and did all the hard work he's the co- yeah. he's the night and i and i yes. get all the credit he's, he's yeah. the co-creator you're the steve jobs and he's the one yeah. you know i'm literally that's literally the analogy <laughs> that we've used i'm the jobs and he's the he's the wozniak he does all the real work and i get all the credit <laughs> yeah um i said wozinski that's yeah. crazy um, <laughs> yeah wozniak. but what we actually started doing which was really fun was taking and giving a definition and an example for each word and that became like one of my yeah it's actually it's actually been a really interesting exercise in i don't really do a lot of comedy i've done some stuff but this ended ended up being a real exercise in comedy i kept telling people all the time this isn't don't take this seriously like a word game like wordle like wordle begins and ends as a word game yeah whereas we thought loodle as a parody of wordle was really just it's 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 comedy masquerading as a word game right it's 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 using the, the the mechanics of a word game as a vehicle to deliver to deliver comedy like the words in themselves are funny and when we first started doing the first 20, 10 or 20 words like most people knew what those words meant yeah, and if course. you didn't you went and googled them um and we used to get a lot of funny comments like thanks a lot loodle i really wish i hadn't gone and googled that word you know because now <laughs> I, I can't unknow it yeah. um but we didn't have any definitions at all for a while yeah. because we just assumed that people would, would either know what the words meant or could go find them by themselves and then, then we started linking to urban dictionary the problem was some of the definition some of the some of the stuff on urban dictionary some of the definitions were like problematic like we can't yeah. have we can't be linking they were, to this they were stuff. getting a little rapey if you yeah it was a little it was it was a little racist and like just play you didn't places yeah. that we didn't want to go yeah. um and so i started writing the definitions myself and uh, you know it wasn't just trying to write a definition but also like like use it in a sentence right and so we were oh, trying to come so up with like funny. funny context in which these words yeah. could be used and so every so every day it was like, I've got to write a new joke. You know, it's, yeah. it's a come up with the word, but then write like a funny definition for it as yeah. well. So it's been, it's been a funny, and Jenny's been doing some of them helping out with that as well. As a comedian, she's been really helpful. Um, but no, it's been, it's, it turned into an, un, an unexpected, uh, unwanted perhaps uh, <laughs> uh, exercise in kind of flexing my comedy yeah. muscles in writing the definitions for the words. I mean, yeah. what a great thing to be. Rem- I mean, I know you're a big screenwriter, but at the end of the day, <laughs> what a great uh, tribute to you. Um, so Wordle was eventually uh, Wor- Wordle monetized by selling out to the New York Times. Do you have hopes? They did. Do yeah. you have hopes of? Have you been able to monetize this, or can you sell it to somebody? When uh, when Josh sold Wordle to the to the New York Times, everyone was like, "Oh, you should sell Ludlum." They were like, "Like to who?" Yeah, Pornhub. Like, who would buy yeah. this? Who would want to be well, associated? I'm actually thinking Pornhub. Yeah, I mean, Pornhub why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, we always wanted to stay, and it, it, I was very. Um, uh, I really wanted to make sure that we like we didn't come across as like a crass because there was a bunch of Wordle knockoffs, right? And, I know, and, yeah. and, 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 and you know, there were some apps that were like charging money to play, and I thought that, I thought that was really cynical. I was like, look, this is just fun. We don't yeah. need to monetize it. Let's not yeah. put ads on it or charge for it or anything like that. In the end, we did run an ad because we felt the game became so hugely popular. Here's the thing: like I remember saying to Adam at the beginning, like back in January when we launched it, 
if we get like a thousand or a couple of thousand people playing this and getting a giggle out of it, that's a win. Yeah. Last time I checked, we had 12 million total oh players. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, stupid not to monetize it, it a little. At its height, yeah. we had about a half a million people a day, daily active users, yeah. and it was crazy. And, and yeah, we were stupid not to monetize it because what? You, honestly, you should see the first bill that we got from Amazon Web Services <laughs> for yeah, hosting the site. When you've got that much traffic going through, the yeah. numbers start to, start to ratchet up. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just we, we actually decided we needed to run an ad just to pay our server costs so that we could run the game pay, like yeah. just break, just just to break Keep the even. lights on yeah and that's what we've been doing yes ever ever since well it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a phenomenon it's it's crazy um how did you uh were, how did you get into screenwriting i'm just out of, kind of curious like how did that happen? i was just like a nerdy kid who grew up on star wars and battlestar galactica and knight rider and star trek and doctor yeah. who and blake seven and all that shit and it's i grew up playing video games and it was the english was the only subject i ever was any good at, at school i had any aptitude for or yeah. interest in i was terrible at mathematics and other oh. other you know, ter- i was the nerdy kid in, in, in pe that was always picked last yeah. uh but english i always really en- i enjoyed reading and i enjoyed writing my own little short stories it was like the only thing that i was like naturally found myself gravitating towards oh, wow. um at a young age and uh, i kind of found a way to put the two things together writing and and, and my love of video games and my first job out of school like 15 16 years old was i got a job at a video game magazine reviewing video games Really? And that was and that was my whole first career. Wow. Um, I had a I had a career as a video game journalist, which is what, what eventually brought me out here. Um, I was eventually uh, editor in chief of a magazine called PC Gamer, which was at I the time it. the, the oh, biggest yeah. the biggest computer games magazine in the world. And that was like that was like my whole first career. And then wow. the company that published that magazine got into some financial problems, and I got laid off. And I remember I was sitting around thinking, well, what do I want to do now? I'd built a decent career for myself as a video game journalist. I could have got another job in that business based on the yeah. reputation that I had. But I had always told myself that if I ever found the opportunity to do it, I would I would try to do the screenwriting thing because I loved movies as well. And I really yeah. wanted to try to write something. And yeah. it's not something you think about when you've got a job you're happy doing. You know, you were already exactly. on that train. But when I got when I got thrown off the train, I was like, I don't know. There's an op- maybe like life is telling me that there's an opportunity here to like try a different tack and i had enough money in my bank account um to live for about a year very frugally if i just lived on you know ramen noodles and you know just was very very careful with how i you know spent my money uh and i just wrote a bunch of screenplays over the course of that year just kind of like autodidactically trying to teach myself i had a couple of books but basically tried to teach myself how to write through the process of doing it and back then i mean i'm going back to like let me think this would have been like 2000 what would this have been like 2002 2003 like there weren't the kind of resources you have now where you can just like just download you know pdfs of screenplays off yeah. the internet and find all these resources like I, I would go find like physical copies of scripts with the brads and everything and read them uh oh, and I just started. and it's, it's what it's what i still tell people to do is like if you want to learn screenwriting don't read books about screenwriting read good screenplays like see how the yeah. how the pros do it and and I learn from yeah. them that's and, how uh, I learned too. <laughs> and, and literally, when I, when I first moved out here, I went to like the Writers Guild, and I, 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 I and it, it's funny, I got a bunch of like scripts from Cheers and stuff. I and actually wound up working with the writers who, at some yeah. point, who taught me how to how to write those. So I, I get that. What was what was your first break, Gary? Like the one where you like in screenwriting, where you thought like, oh, I'm doing this now. So I wrote I wrote about six or seven scripts that I never showed anyone because they were terrible, and you know, the, but there was some progression. Each one was slightly less terrible than the last, and I eventually yeah. had one. That I thought, okay, maybe this one I wouldn't be embarrassed to show someone. And again, there's no formal way in, right? Like, no, of there's course. Not, and, and and so, but I was able to find a list of 
um not agencies because you know agencies you know just won't they'll send you send it back to you unopened they don't you, know, you send like yeah. a script to ca they're not going to look at it uh but i found a list of companies like management companies that did accept unsolicited you know material and uh, sent them out to a bunch of places and i got a call one sunday afternoon from uh, a guy who said i just read your script and um i'm only halfway through but i already know i want to represent you and that was how i how i got started wow that's amazing yeah yeah and, and that would that would have that would have been back in like 2000 what would that have been yeah like 2003 2000 yeah 2003 ish yeah and what was your first produced uh that would be eli oh it was the book of eli what yeah a, oh my god what a wasn't wasn't the first thing i sold it was it wasn't the, so it wasn't the script that got me in because i remember the first so the script that uh got me management was like this weird kind of science fiction retelling like uh, like kind of adaptation of oliver twist um it was like like post-apocalyptic steampunk oliver twist it was very weird and <laughs> the manager could identify that they liked the writing but they were like but we can't sell this piece like no one's going to make this movie yeah. uh we eventually did get it make it made as a, as a comic book um but uh we never made it as a movie and the, so the first question of course is like what else you got right and you've got to have an answer to that question you got to have like yeah. 10 other things and i started um pitching them ideas a bunch of ideas for other things i wanted to write until eventually said oh we could sell that you should write that and I went and wrote that. And that was the first thing that I did sell, but that didn't get made. And then in the back of my mind, I had this idea for this kind of Zatoichi kind of samurai apocalyptic thing uh -huh. I wanted to write. And I, I remember thinking like, oh, but if I pitch them this, they're going to tell me they can't sell it. It's not marketable. So I just kind of went away and wrote it in secret. I knew that if I pitched it to them, they would talk me down off the ledge, but I really wanted to write it. So I just went away and just kind of wrote it very, very quickly and just turned it into them. Like as a, like the first they knew I was writing is when I turned in the finished draft and they were like, wow. oh, and even they were like, yeah, I don't know if we can sell this. It's like religious and violent and this guy's like chopping people's heads off, but we'll try. And they put it out there and yeah, we got a, um, Joel Silver liked it and uh, eventually got made at Warner Brothers with Denzel Washington. Yeah, that, no, I know. That was, yeah. that was, that was what kicked the door down for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Were that'll you do like, it. <laughs> oh, you go. No, I said, that'll do it. Joel Silver, Denzel yeah, yeah. Washington. I mean, I, I'm a big, um, <laughs> I've always been like a big science fiction nerd myself. So yeah. I read a lot of stuff and I, and I, I love I, I, one of my favorite, you were talking about like Oliver Twist steampunk, but one of, mm -hmm. one of my favorite science fiction books of all time is the Hyperion series by mm -hmm. Ed Simmons, and which is the Canterbury Tales in space, basically, which is like, so I love those. I love that mixing genre stuff. Were, were, were you a, did you, were, did you like the science fiction books as well? Were you like, oh yeah. So Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was of probably course. my biggest thing when I was a kid. Was, um, you know, all the, the Terry Pratchett Discworld books. And obviously these are all more, more comedic in tone, but they're so brilliant. They're so brilliantly written. And like, and Hitchhiker's was just such an amazing, there's like, there's like a genius idea on every page. Like on every Everything. page is an idea you could make a whole book out of. And it's yeah. just, and it, just, and it just keeps coming. And Douglas Adams, I think was one of the greatest, um geniuses like science fiction geniuses of the 20th 20th century i think because sure. you, because it's comedy it didn't get taken as seriously but it, the, to me the hitchhiker's books are just towering works of science fiction just I just, just incredible I um completely. yeah were you, were you also really into comic books or just not no not so much like batman and superman i, I mean i i loved i like superheroes but more through the movies you know through yeah. the superman and the batman movies of the, of the 70s and 80s i wasn't really a big like dc or marvel comics reader when i was a kid i came i came to them a little bit later like when when uh, comic books started to they, they went through that incredible evolution in the late 80s with you know like alan moore and frank miller with Watchmen and dark knight returns and comic books yeah. started to be taken more seriously that was when i those were kind of as for so many people those were kind of my gateway drug into comics i get that yeah well, uh, 
when we get to the recommendations part, because you're here, I'm going to, one of my recommendations is the uh, sci-fi book series that I just finished that I'm like still oh. blown away by. I will save it though. for You yeah, will save it. Okay. Is it, yeah. is it time for us to take a, I think we should break? take, I think this, I, I normally like to go, I, I, I normally like to transition into a break more seamlessly. All right. Um, Do you want to try it? Do you want me okay, to? No, I, to I, take feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I, I, um, no, I, I blew it. We're just going to go to a break. <laughs> okay. You know okay. What? You're not going to believe these sponsors. It's going to blow your tits off, Danny. Oh my God. If like, say you have excess tits, they're gone after they're that. They're gone. Poof, tits out of yeah. here. Get ready. ready. And we will be back after these amazing ads with our recommendations of things we've been watching and loving. Yes. With special guest, Gary Witta. The best. Stay tuned. Doing it, Nation. I'm coming to you, Jenny Johnson, comedian, writer, all around, straight up G. I'm about to let you know about Athletic Greens AG1 that I just started taking because now that I'm 44 years old and, you know, mama gets a little tired from time to time. And I'm telling you, this green drink is amazing. I don't want a lot of sugar because I still got to keep my body looking tight. This has low sugar. It tastes great. It helps me sleep at night, another thing I have problems with, and I just feel good all the way around. The most important thing for me is it containing less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I am forever searching for healthy options, low in sugar and high in taste, and AG1 is the perfect fit for me. It gives me all the energy I need during the day. I get a great night's sleep, and you know what? I look amazing. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I think AG1 does. AG1 is where it's at. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash doing it. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash doing it to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, doing it nation, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports, contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50, that is CLNS50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, yeah. And we're back. Holy oh cow. my God. Can I just say, Jenny, you read the shit out of those commercials. I got to tell you, Bet Online and yeah. AG1, I've been taking oh that. God. You could tell how great I look from taking you'll AG1. You'll gamble, but you won't gamble on your health. Ooh. Oh, how did I put those two oh. things together? Oh, I'm sorry, but cha-ching, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. We yeah, deserve extra was, money from that our was beautiful. sponsors. Yeah, we, <laughs> they should throw um, in a little extra. Before we get any recommendations, um, besides Ludola, are you working on anything, anything we can look for that's coming out? Soon? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked because <laughs> I've always got, there's always something to promote, right? I'm, a couple of things right now I'm doing, I'm actually, you asked about comics earlier. I'm actually in the middle of writing an eight part 
uh, limited series with DC Comics right now called Batman Fortress, which is a big kind of Batman Superman crossover book. Issue wow. three just came out. It's an eight issue series. We're working on that. And then I have an original thing of mine that I'm trying to get off the ground. I've, um, I, have a, I have another, like I said, I have one uh, novel that I wrote back in 2015. I just finished my second one. Oh, it's wow. coming out later this year. It's called Gundog. And I did something kind of interesting with it because I'm self-publishing it. wanted to try and see what it would look like to do something just all by myself, like any you know, yeah. collaborators or having to worry yeah. about going through a publisher or a studio, like what would it look sure. like if I could just find a way to bring a, a story directly to market? And of course, in this day and age, you know, with social media and YouTube and, um, you know, you can do that, right? You, you can right. You yeah. make a podcast, make a show, yeah. and just like put it out there. And if yeah, it, you have and a following, it, you have. And I'm fortunate, too. especially through Star Wars, is people that will follow what I do next. And um, what I did was uh, during the pandemic, because we we're all locked up anyway, and I happened to know some like actors and, you know, composers and people that, you know, that make this kind of stuff. I uh, called a couple of friends of mine. I said, would you be interested in like, let's, let's put, let's make our own audiobook adaptation of, of this novel that's coming out. And so my good friend, Shannon Woodward, who was on HBO's Westworld and is a very oh, yeah. talented actor. And great. Uh, my friend, Austin Wintry, who's a very talented uh, composer. Um, we recorded this whole like nine hour um, audiobook ourselves basically in our you know home studios and just kind of oh, using wow. whatever equipment was at hand but it sounds really good and uh, cut, uh carved it up into nine episodic chapters one hour each and we're doing it as a an original podcast like podcast right the original narrative science fiction science fiction stuff's very very kind of hot emergent market right now everyone's at it and i wanted to try and um do something in that space so uh if you go to gundogpodcast.com yeah or you just type gundog into any of your podcast search engines you can go and check out a little prologue preview episode that we have right oh, cool. now in advance of the launch that's coming up but the really cool thing that we're doing because i had some success a couple of years ago on twitch with this thing called animal talking where i hosted my own late live late night talk show inside animal crossing and it kind of blew up and we ended up having these like major celebrities selena gomez and brie larson and sting came on the show and played music inside <laughs> animal crossing. it was ridiculous and i ended up getting Amazing. a big following on twitch so i'm gonna do something kind of interesting we're actually gonna do uh starting august 10th uh on my on my twitch channel we're doing a live weekly broadcast where I'll, I, I will introduce each episode kind of masterpiece, masterpiece theater style. Like I don't have the leather, I don't have the leather armchair or the smoking jacket, but I'll introduce <laughs> each episode much in the thing as, as you see me talking to you now, and then we'll run the audio almost like, an old, like an old fashioned radio drama and everyone can kind of listen to it live on Twitch. And at I the end it. of each episode, I'll come back and do a, author q a kind of book club discussion whatever you want to call it and we're going to roll that out um uh starting soon and it's going to be interesting i think no one's ever really published a book in this way kind of like in like episodic chapters on twitch and the episodes will also be on youtube and they'll be available via uh podcasts and then once the nine episode series the serialization is done i'll publish the actual book for people that would it's rather just read the book it's like, what, it's like what dickens did it's very <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah, yeah, that's i mean people forget yeah, every chapter was like it, it, he published first yeah it's amazing stephen king did something like that several years ago with the green mile right? the he green mile in, was that yeah, yeah. published it in episodic chapters in, in much the same way that dickens did so yeah we're doing um yeah we, we, it, it's fun to do a serial like it's never been done before i have no idea if it's going to work but we're going to have fun uh, messing around. So yeah, if you go check out Gundog, G-U-N-D-O-G uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. And uh, we're going to start that pretty soon. Nine, nine episodes. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. That's Fantastic. exciting. We'll, we'll put the link to that in our. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So uh, we'll get yeah, some. So everyone. You'll, you'll, and, you'll, uh, you'll get the, what we, the doing it bump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a big bump? It. I don't know. Is that. No, well, is that a huge it's, bump? You know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, only a couple million eyes. So don't yeah, worry. I will take every one yeah. of them. <laughs> um, you know. What about you, Danny? What have you been uh, enjoying? Okay. So now here's my 
things that I'm going. Okay. okay. So my first, I'm going to get, I'm going to get all artsy. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to get a prop here. because I'm going to get a prop. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. He's getting props. So. That's all right. <laughs> no, since, since we were talking science fiction, I'll start with this book series that just obsessed me by this uh -huh. author, um, this Chinese author, Xi Jin Liu. And it's the three body problem series. Oh of, yeah. Everyone knows the three body problem. I never okay. knew it. I, everybody had been talking about it for years. It's like, it's so depressing. It's the most <laughs> depressing science fiction I've ever read. Sell it. No, but it's like, wow. It's like, it, it's a lot of concepts and it's different than like, I, I can't say like that. It's like very character strong or anything like that. It's a book of ideas and like, and yeah, it just really, really got to me. And yeah. while I'm, and then while I'm being like on just TV, this is a weird recommendation, but on PBS, David Attenborough has a new show series called Green Planet and is all about plants. Yeah, and, I have a DVR like, filled with them. <laughs> I love it. And, but the film techniques he's using right now, when you just see how dynamic they are in this time lapse and how one plant is attacking the other and like these, the, the crazy strategies and you start to realize oh, wait a minute, plants are sort of our masters, not the other way around in terms of how they've led evolution. It's I, every episode, I can't wait for them. Every yeah. episode blows my mind. Yeah, um, it's, so it's a I'm fantastic a big, show. Can't recommend that enough. Green Planet, and then the usuals, Better Call Saul, On Fire. Yeah. What We Do in the Shadows. Well, yeah, that was going to be my, well, I can, oh, sorry, what we do, do in it. the shadows, what we do in the shadows, what yeah. we do in the shadows, and also Only Murders in the Building. I haven't seen the next season. I heard it's great, though. Oh, it's great. And I'm telling you, I don't. Martin Short he's must nice have shadowed guy. you without you knowing it. I know he's I know yeah. I channeled him. We're the exactly I mean, the same. <laughs> like I'll watch it. I'm like, how is he following Danny around? I know he has <laughs> very somebody else pointed out like we have similar matter. I, I look, I grew up watching SCTV. I'm sure I absorbed yeah. him, not the other way around. No, he's fantastic. Steve Martin's fantastic. Selena Gomez also fantastic. Yeah. I've enjoyed that. I've also, I just had got this uh, writing job that'll, I can't say what magazine it's for, but I have been hired to like watch all the Marvel movies and just do like write comedy, like oh, find, wow. the, find the funny things. And I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies, but I didn't realize like how many there are. So like, wow. there's a lot that I have not seen. Yeah. I just watched like the Ant-Man movies. I love the Ant-Man movies. Those are actually some of my favorite Marvel films. Yeah. And I don't know why in my head I thought it was going to be something that it wasn't like I started watching I'm like I love I plowed through I mean and you know those movies are like two and a half three hours long every yeah, one Paul of them Rudd. He's yeah kind of likable he's so enjoyable those <laughs> movies are fantastic I really really they're enjoy. funny yeah they're funny and I haven't seen the new Thor movie though I'm excited I've, to see that I haven't seen that either I definitely will though yeah um, because I I'm such a fan like I mean I'd like I think Chris Hemsworth is pretty I find him to be okay looking yeah. <laughs> also very funny though he's an underrated comic actor i think he's great yeah. he's great when he was on saturday night live he killed it on saturday night live yeah. and even he, when they did that remake of ghostbusters with all the chicks i mean that movie was like eh. but he was great he was funny that. in that and he was and he's funny and i mean i like even in ragnarok he was hilarious ragnarok <laughs> was the one of the funniest movies of the year yeah I it was I just like so it was that was a comedy like Taika Waititi what he did with that movie is just like brilliant because Thor was my least favorite character yeah. even the first movie I was just like oh it's all just so it's none of it I don't it, it, it attract and the the take on it that you rescued that character and that yeah. world 
it was fantastic. Yeah. So that's what I've had going on. Well, Danny, is there anything you've got you want to promote? Oh, what? Yeah, I'm promoting. Um, oh, yes. I'm actually going to the Edinburgh Comedy Festival on Wednesday. Stop it. No, a friend of mine, uh, Joe Stapleton, who's a comic and a poker yeah. commentator, we, we, were, we were out um, and he was, I was like in Vegas with him and he was talking about go, going and it's like, yeah, I've never been to a comedy festival. He says, I bet I could get you a couple spots at some smaller spots if you want, if you pay your way. It's like, I've never yeah. been to Scotland. So uh, um, that's awesome. So I'm really excited. I'm leaving on Wednesday, next Wednesday. And so I will post wherever I'm going to be. I'll yeah. be very excited about it, though. That is very, great. um, very funny British comedian. I know a little bit by the name of Michael Spicer is doing a show up there. You may have seen some of his stuff. He does a series on YouTube called The Room Next Door. Yes, I know exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah. he's hilarious. Oh, I'll look for him. I'll look yeah. For him. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the British panel shows. So I mm -hmm. like, like, I love, I love all of those, you know, a lot of those. It was made me, you know, I've asked Americans about this in the past. I find it, find it very interesting when you look at shows like eight out of 10 cats and yeah. never mind the buzzcocks and have I got news for you. It's such a, it's such a popular vein of televisual comedy in the UK. I always wonder why that format never really, well, there's no US version of that. I, I'm not sure why there's not. I mean, it, it's like, there is something I have to say. There's something particularly British about them, and it's like, and 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 you, and it's only yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really, I, I'm not sure because I, I, I love them. I mean, I love you know. I'm uh, I, I spent one. I had COVID, and I I wound up watching the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Like, mm -hmm. every, two hours, I was everywhere. I'm a huge fan of Richard Iowati, so it was like anytime he was on, he made me laugh, and so um, that's fantastic. Yeah, but uh. Well, I mean, look, Gary, we're going to link to all your stuff. Yeah. Let me well, promote one you. thing. Oh, quick. yeah. Oh, I totally didn't promote. Like, I, you promo I pr Hold on. Let me <laughs> pretend that that didn't happen. Okay. Don't right. it out because I'll, I I'll pretend. I won't pretend in my heart, but I'll pretend. Yeah. I want people to know what a fucking asshole I am. And now <laughs> Leave, I it. Leave it all in there. <laughs> and do the right thing. Jenny, okay. you must have stuff to promote. I do. I'm going to be on the road with Nick Swartzen in Texas. September no! 16th. We will be at the 713 Music Hall. Get your ticks. And then we're what, going to be in date? Dallas Wait, what on date? September 23rd at the Majestic Theater. And then the next day, the 24th, we'll be in San Antonio at the Aztec Theater. And then the last day, dream come true for old Jenny, Austin City Limits, bitch. We're no. going to be performing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I'll probably cry when I walk out. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's just where Willie Nelson played. And Merle no, I know. And yeah, I'm going to lose my shit. But very exciting. So get your ticks. We'll put a link. But I'm going to be playing in a bar that holds 15 people in Edinburgh. Yeah. So Sweet. I'm <laughs> yeah, some of, some of those fringe locations are really small, right? Yeah. No, I know, I know. But like, I'm actually hoping I'm going to go there, do a couple. Of, I'm, I'm just going to. I'm going to. You're going to have so much fun. I'm, so I'm just mooch off of friends. You got a spot for me here, here. It's because I'll know a lot of people there. You're going to have so much fun. I, I can't wait. Yeah, that's um, going to be awesome. Well, Gary, thanks. You've been a delight and an in interesting, and I think I bet a little bit of an inspiration to people who are. Oh, yeah. well, you used to be very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'm not really. All the sweet. things that you do, you've, you've, you've made me feel lazy with the fact that you've literally done everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm getting off with you right now and start, I'm going to start writing. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting a screenplay immediately. <laughs> yeah, Which is weird because I because I, I know my own process better than most and I all I do is procrastinate. And the fact oh, that we all do. I don't know how I create anything because when I, any given time during the day, I'm probably not doing anything. I'm sitting around finding excuses to clean yeah. the fridge or do anything other than write. 
I think I think it's harder <laughs> for modern writers because our writing machine is also our porn delivery device. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like if Shakespeare's quill yeah. got porn, forget about it. They would be like, you know, Romeo and his step. <laughs> if Shakespeare's quill got porn, please please make that the title of your autobiography. <laughs> I'm working on a type That's five perfect. on it. So I just was testing it out right here. Okay, good. Um, uh, All right, Gary, thank you so much. Thanks really so much for having me. I, I had a lot of fun. And we'll stick All around right. for a picture, but goodbye. Okay. Um, yeah. Do it a nation. Me. We love you. See you next time. Danny, love you. Love you, Jenny. It's a revolution. It's